Welcome to Gardening Talk, back on 2 and FM. Greg Richard here, joined by Judy Sharp. Judy, great to see you back once again, filling in the shoes of Scotty Sharp. Oh, yes, it's great to be here, particularly on a sunny day, isn't it? It is. It's almost like you two are on rotation at the moment. Mm, seems like it, doesn't it? It does. What have you got lined up for us today, Judy? Okay, well... We did last time I was on on rotation. Yep. <laughs> I did talk about roses, but we definitely need to talk about rose pruning today. Yep. And I need to talk to everyone about the house plants. They're all suffering at the moment, including mine. Okay. Well, we'll find out a bit more of why they're suffering a bit later. And we've got the traffic controller from Charlestown. He's got a question about aerating the lawn. Oh, hello. Are you out traffic controlling as we speak? Here? <laughs> No, I'm having lunch now. I'm retired, but all this water, I'm thinking, is it a good idea to aerate your lawn? Oh, look, it might help it drain a little bit, but I think you're better off putting some lime around. Yeah, I did that yesterday. Oh, good, good man. No, look, that's about the best thing to do at the moment. Oh, right up. I I just thought I might have aerated coming up the summer and I didn't know if I paid someone or I could do it or how hard it was. Yeah, oh no, it's not difficult to do. You can just do it with a spade, you know, with a fork, if you're oh, strong no, enough. Says like manual labour, I, I was going to hire one of those things with a motor on it. Oh, well, you could do that. You could do that. But, um, you know, I don't really think that that's the problem at the moment. It's just we're getting too much rain and, um, you know, you just need to, well, you've done what you needed to do, apply the lime. So let's keep our fingers crossed. Okay, I'll give you a ring in summer. Let me know how we're going. Thank okay, you. Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye. We've got Diane now from Curry, and she has a Madonna lily with black patches all over its leaves. Oh, hi, Diana. Now, that's a bit of a problem, isn't it, at the moment? Yes, yeah. I've been cutting the leaves off as it gets it, but it keeps on getting it. Yeah, look, when let me um, ask you about your watering. Have you got a saucer underneath it? No, right. it's in a basket that's lined with plastic. Right, okay. Now, do you make sure there's no water sitting in there? Yeah. Right. I do. I drain it on the sink yep. after I've watered it. I put um, sea salt in the watering can, just a few drops, um, and water it with that. But, um, yeah, I drain it well on the sink before I put it back into the basket with the lining in it. Right, OK. Look, uh, the seesaw's probably not going to do much good, I'd say. Um, if you're at Curry, where would your closest nursery be? I have no idea. Oh, probably down at East Maitland, wouldn't it? Probably. Yeah. Look... To me, it sounds like if you're doing all the right things, which you are, and you haven't got it sitting near a fire or anything, have no, you? No, no. It's it's sitting in the, uh, the other side of the lounge room. I use my air conditioner as a heater, and it's sitting the other side of the room. Right, OK. And how often are you watering it? Once a week. Right, OK. Well, I was about to talk about... Uh, house plants and the problems that I'm having. Um, I keep my aircon on low fairly regularly, and mm-hmm. uh, I had a beautiful ma- uh, maidenhair fern. Mm-hmm. And I looked the other day, and it was going all black in the centre. And I thought, well, this is funny because I'm watering you, but mm. you know what's happening, Diane? The aircon, because we've had such bad weather, we're mm-hmm. heating all the time. And uh, I found the aircon was drying my maiden hair out. 
Yeah. So I, what I've started doing now is increasing the watering and mm-hmm. I've been spraying it with, you know, just a little dispenser. Little yeah. And I only spray the leaves. Mm-hmm. You could try doing that. Um, maybe you need to increase the watering because mm-hmm. once a week with heating on might not be enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, the only other thing it could be if you've got some kind of fungal disease on it mm. and you can't see any scale or anything underneath no, the leaves. No, no, there's nothing like that on it. No. It just goes black in patches on the leaves and I, I cut them off when I see it, you know, um, but, yeah, I haven't got anything on it. No, there's nothing. It's clean. Okay. Now, have you got any fungicide at home? No. Right. You, even if you had a rose fungicide, that would work. Yeah, I haven't got any at the moment, but I can get some. Look, I think that's worth a try. A rose fungicide. Yeah, and maybe give it a second drink each week. Okay. Okay, doke Yeah. Good luck with it. I mean, it's that time of year we're all we've all got garden problems, unfortunately, with the weather and the heat and the cold. And yeah, I won't say heat, heating. I meant to say the heating. Yeah, I know what you mean. We certainly haven't had heat, have we? No. <laughs> okay, Diane. Well, good luck with all that, darling. I hope it works for you. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Judy, we just touched on houseplants before then with Diane. We did, yes. So that was one of our topics today. So And how we can look after them? Yes, yeah. Well, the main problem I'm finding is with mine particularly, and I'm sure it's happening to a lot of other people because I'm getting a lot of questions at work, yep. uh, is because it's so cold, we're really pumping out air cons, heaters, fires, and all of a sudden we're thinking... Well, we water the plants once a week inside, so we just keep watering them once a week. So we've got to start watering a bit more? Yeah, because they are drying out. And particularly anything with a fine leaf like the maidenhair that I was talking about, um, mine was absolutely beautiful. And I was just watering it once a week. And I walked over and I thought, oh, you're going black in the centre. And when I felt it, it was bone dry. And I thought, oh, well, OK, up the watering or turn the air con off, and I don't think I want to do that at the moment. (laughs) Not when I'm out in the cold all day working. No, throw an extra blanket or something, or... Yeah. Um, So then I started spraying the leaves as well, because they're very fine leaves. So anyone listening that has ferns that are going a bit pale, do spray the leaves as well as watering, and perhaps double your watering each week. But giving them fertiliser or something like sea salt, won't make any difference at the moment. They really need to have a rest in the winter, Greg. They okay. like to have a little sleep. And then when the fine weather comes, um, they'll kick along then. Right, yeah, so just keep up the watering. Yeah, keep up the watering, yeah. Right, excellent. So that's all we've got to do, is just keep watering. Yeah, well, they can go down to their local nursery and, and, and ask them a million questions and they're probably going to get the same, same answer. answer. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> It's Gardening Talk back on 2 and you are at FM. If you've got a question for Judy Sharp, you can give us a call on 49216216. And we've got Mary from Lampton, and she's got a question about the rosemary plants. Oh, hi, Mary. Hello. Is, is it a problem or you want to tell us how good it is? No, it was good when I first moved into the place, but we cut it back and it hasn't seemed to have wanted to grow back. It actually looks 
quite dead looking. And I want to know whether I can revive it somehow. Look, when did you cut it back? Oh, probably a couple of months ago now. Oh, prior to the cull weather? Yes. Look, I think that's what the problem is, Mary. Um, you could try, um, but I was just saying to Greg off air that my rosemary plant at home, and uh, he's got one too, I think that's... Is that the only thing in your garden, Greg? That's it. Rosemary and chilli plants. That's oh, all I've that's got. that's right. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot about chilli. Um, and, uh, you know, at the moment, the rosemary plants are starting to get... Uh, some of their leaves just look withered and die uh, because of the weather. You know, where rosemary originally comes from, remember, it, it loves a dry, hot climate. Um, so you might have done a bit of damage pruning at that time, unfortunately. So I think just hang in there, darling. Is it in the sun? Yes, yes. Yeah, just hang in. in the, and I wouldn't worry about watering it too much at the moment because, you know, if it's, it's in a pot or in the ground? It's in the ground. Yeah, well, see, the ground isn't drying out very quickly at all. In a pot, you know, you could be controlling it a little bit more, but in the ground, I think you've just got to, um, you know, keep your fingers crossed, say a prayer. I mean, it's it's a bit like that at the moment. Everyone's complaining about the gardens just seems to be dying. Um, yeah. Uh, look, you could water a fungicide over it. That may help if it's got root rot. Um, and there are several... Uh, fungicides that you can use you can also get a systemic fungicide now which you just shake around the bottom of the plant and then the plant absorbs it all the way through so it depends look uh, when spring comes uh, you'll see rosemary's for sale everywhere and they grow quickly uh, if you're inclined to um, not wait Let's put it that way. <laughs> Unless you were going to do roast lamb and you can't cut any. <laughs> oh, no, there's a bit of, because there's actually two plants. One's not too bad, but it's the second one that's not looking too well. Right, okay. Are they next to one another? Yes. They are. Yes. Well, that's interesting. Yes. Mm. Would one be getting more sun than the other one? Uh, not really, no. No. Well, you know, the one that's not looking real happy, it might be just telling you it's time's up. Um, and maybe it's better while you've got that good one next to it. If you can dig the bad one out carefully, that might be the way to go. Okay. Okay, good luck with that, Mary. Okay, thanks for your help. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Is it pruning roses? That's what we've got to start doing now? or? Oh, yes, definitely. But not in the frost area. They yep. have to wait till about August before they start pruning. Right. But roses would love to be pruned now. And I'm just hoping one of my sons come over and prune mine. <laughs> hint, hint. <laughs> I'm sure if they listen, they'll be straight onto it this afternoon. Oh, yes, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's um, a minor hiccup, yes, isn't it? I certainly know how to prune roses. I've been doing it for so many years. But uh, mine have become uh, quite tall and behind a hedge so now I'm a bit of an athlete if I were to get in there and prune right. them. Yeah. So you got to climb up a ladder and, yeah. and move around it. Okay. Virtually so. Um, you know, last year I think uh, Scott's brother came over which was very nice 
Simon, maybe he's listening and um, he might come. He might want to do it again. He might want to do it again. <laughs> anyway, the pro- yes, we should be rose pruning now, particularly the ground-grown roses. Uh, now, you prune off the dead wood. Yep. It might be a bit extensive, this, if that's all right with you. That's all right, that's fine. Okay. We'll prune back to a new bud on an angle above the bud following the direction of the shoot. Okay. So I think we kind of need a map for this or some sort of drawing board as well. <laughs> no, no, it's quite simple. Uh, the roses are now starting to put out shoots, little shoots uh, that become leaves, and they'll come out, Greg, on an angle. Okay. So you get your secateurs and you prune on the same angle just above that shoot following the direction of the shoot. Crystal clear, yep. (laughs) (laughs) I can see by your face you're not getting it at all, but hopefully the listeners will be. And then you spray with lime sulphur and that prevents disease. Now, that's something you can only do once a year when they're dormant. Right, and and now's the ideal time. It is the ideal time once you prune them and it helps prevent disease for some months. Then you apply, you're ready, a bucket full of poultry manure. Okay, a, a bucket. A bucket full to each rose. How, how every, big's the bucket? Like a standard size bucket? Standard size bucket. <laughs> now, everyone I say that to look just like you did then. Yep. <laughs> uh, out of a bag of poultry manure, you probably fertilise three roses. So that's how much you'll use on each rose. That's a lot of manure. They love it. <laughs> and then three weeks later, you give them a handful of rose food. Okay. Now, I have to emphasise that's on ground-grown roses. Any roses growing in a pot use a product called Sudden Impact. Okay. Okie doke. Otherwise, the poultry manure and the rose food will we'll burn it. Will burn it. I am learning. You are. <laughs> you, you, I may not come next time, Scott Carr. <laughs> you could probably do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you water regularly after that to encourage growth. I'm saying that with tongue-in-cheek because at the moment we're probably not going to have to worry, are we? Over to, no, we've got rain again for the rest of the week, so you should be fine. Oh, I really, that's, that's really good news. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much, Greg. Yes, so that's basically it uh, to cover uh, roses, except if you have planted new roses, don't give them any fertiliser. Why is that? Because when you plant them out of the pot or out of the bags they come in, they and as soon as they go in the ground, they're so happy, they release little fine white shoots, roots. Yep. And they go into the fertiliser and they burn the new roses. Oh, okay. Okay. So with new rose planting, main thing to do is water regularly. <laughs> Again, tongue-in-cheek. So but Don't have to worry about that too much. <laughs> no, you don't. But um, if you're growing them in a pot, uh, we've got potted standard roses at the moment and we are watering them every day when it doesn't rain. Okay. You can't let them dry out yep. when they're new roses. All right, excellent. Okay. All right, well, we've still got a couple more questions. We've got Gwen from Beresfield. And she's got a question about succulents. Hello, Gwen. How can we help you with that? Hello, Judy. Um, I've got some big succulents <clears throat> growing in pots and I want to cut some of them off and put into the garden. Do I have to um, leave that to get dry or can I just put them straight into the, gir- into the ground? 
Look, you probably can put them straight into the ground. They're very hardy. Mm. Uh, so you're only going to cut leaves off, are you, to put in, or a little bit of stem on them? Yes, they're, they're rather a thick, a thick um, yeah, branch. Uh, right, they've developed a thick stem. Right, yes. okay. Um, the only thing at the moment, of course, is the cold. Um, but we have propagated succulents recently in the nursery, and they've done quite well. But mm-hmm. um, after you do it, just be careful, you know, with the watering. You don't want yes. them to dry out, but then you don't want them to be swimming either. <laughs> um, no. So I think you'd be all right, but if you don't need to do it straight away, maybe you could wait until the weather warms up a little bit. Oh, yes, that would be the idea. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that would be better, dear, rather than lose them. Mm. Um, I've got another question for you too. Yeah, Judy. that's fine. Not a problem. Um, I've got some clivias, and they've got their big berries on them. How long, what colour does that berry have to be before I can take it off? Because I don't want it to drop its seeds where it is. Right, okay. Look, I think just cut them off now. Mine are in the same situation. Um, Are you going to grow the seeds? Yes. Right, okay. Well, look, I'd cut them off and put them in a, you know, brown paper bag or something Mm -hmm. and uh, just let them naturally break open and the seeds coming out. Oh, good. If you do leave them on there, that's what will happen. The The pot will break and then they will fall into the ground there. Yes, yes. One, one's uh, a deep purple on one plant and the other one's a red, bright red. And I just didn't know whether different colours uh, of flower, you'd have the same in the berry. Well, mine, uh, uh, I shouldn't say yellow, cream, you know, that lovely creamy gold colour. Oh. Uh, they're beautiful. They're well mm. worth a, a spot in your garden. Um, they're not the bright orange ones, mine, um, mm. but my berries definitely tend to be yellow. So oh, right. if you've got the bright orange ones, your berries would probably be orange. Yes, and, and the other one, it, it's a real deep purple, the berries on it. Yeah, I wonder, is that, um, you know, mostly you grow them in the shade, as you know. Yes. So is that one um, maybe out in the sun a bit more? No, it's not. No. It's under um, under a covering of, um, oh, you know, the green shade cloth. Mm. Oh, right, right, okay. Look, I can't tell you why that's mm. purple, unless it's really feeling the cold. <laughs> that could be, couldn't that it? That could be, yeah, definitely, dear. But look, yeah, look, it's wonderful to propagate from them and uh, particularly uh, you get so much joy and so many flowers, don't you, when they flower in spring? I oh, love yes, them. yes, yes. Mm. Oh, thank you very much. I that, hope that helps you, Gwen. Judy. Yeah, I hope it helps, darling. Mm. All right, then. Thank you. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye. We've got Brian from Swansea, and he's got a couple of questions about roses, fungicides, and a lemon tree. Oh, hello, Brian. Yeah, g'day, Judy. All um, on the one problem, darling, or all separate? No, separate. Um, oh, good. Yeah, uh, so I know there's a few questions, so I, I, I'd only sort of want short answers. Actually, the first one, um, I sprayed a couple of my fruit trees a couple of weeks ago, with lime sulphur, and I went through my sprays. I had mancozeb there too, but I like to keep things organic. And for, uh, for whatever reason it was, I'd read on the mancozeb, I was just going to throw it away um, and just use lime sulphur. I was just wondering if you had a, an opinion on that. 
I know it's a brand, so you probably can't, but... Oh, no, that's fine. That's fine, Brian. Um, but you do realise with the lime sulphur, you can't spray when you've got growth on it. Okay. So yeah. if your um, fruit trees have still got leaves on, uh, the lime sulphur will burn them. Yeah, no, that's okay. I, I, they're all um, all leafless. All right. No, well, that's fine. Yeah, no. Well, they they were all suffering, you know, with uh, fungus. So the, actually the blueberries, I cut them right back to about six inches off the ground just to stump and spray them. They, they've just started to grow and the, the peaches, I pulled all the leaves off them and sprayed them and the, and the nectarines the same. But, yeah, it's just a man because I didn't like it. So it's not sort of... Uh, lime sulphur's more organic, isn't it? Um, look, without actually looking on the bottle, I probably won't commit myself to that. But uh, I spray with Mancozeb, Brian, and I don't have any problems. Uh, okay. All right. Well, as then, long gonna... as you, the secret is you've got to always follow the instructions on the yeah. bottles or the packets. And, you know, mostly people don't do that. You know, someone will tell me, oh, I've sprayed every second day. And I go, oh, gee, it actually yeah. said every two weeks. Uh, yeah. So you read the instructions and you won't go wrong if you wanted to try the Mancozeb. Of course, once your plants get the leaves on again, you won't be able to spray with lime sulphur. No, no, I'm about to transplant roses that I'll, I'll hit with lime sulphur. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and no, I just wondered if you had an opinion on the mancoset. Uh, and uh, the next thing is my um, look, my lemon tree, it's a dwarf one that grows in a pot, and I've cut the top off it back four times now with what I'm sure is leaf miner, and each time I've sprayed it with, with white oil or neem oil, and the new growth keeps coming back with that same curled up leaf and the squiggles through it. And I'm, I'm, I'm just about to cut the top off it again because all the leaves are, are like that. Have you got a, an answer for that? Brian, you know why it attacks uh, after you cut it? Yeah, it attacks it's... new growth. So every time you're pruning it, you're getting new growth. Yeah, but that's when I spray it too, uh, and then I spray it a week later, the, the new growth, and it, it hasn't seemed to stop it. No, it's a wonder the neem oil hasn't, um, but then again, that's fairly expensive, isn't it, to be spraying around too often. Um, <laughs> look, I have to confess, I've got a lime uh, out near my roses, actually, and it's covered in uh, leaf miner at the moment. It hasn't gone away. Normally, once we get the cold weather, uh, the leaf miner stops. It's normally a pest that attacks in the summer. And right. so obviously those two products you're using aren't going to do the job for you. No. No. That's... So I don't, to be honest, I don't do anything to mine because it still fruits beautifully. It'll have, mine's got limes on it now in the winter. Oh, my, I've got three three enormous lemons on it. I've been waiting to pick. They only just sort of look like they're right now. Yeah, no, well, look, don't, don't keep cutting it back because what you're doing is actually encouraging new growth and that's what they like to attack. Okay. Yep. All right. And the last question is my passion fruit vine has, has got a, it's got a huge trunk on it and I've cut, cut it back to four litres. Um, a while back, and they're all like they've all run really far. And I just want to know 
I think the new growth comes, if I can cut it right back to about six inches or a foot on all the, the four leaders, that's, is that where the new growth will come and that's where the flowers will come? Yes, but tell me, is that a grafted one or not? Yeah. Oh, so you're not cutting below the graft, are you? Oh, no, no. No. Well, certainly that's all right to do that and that's where your new growth will come from. Um, but I would be waiting a little while to do that because passion fruit really don't like the cold weather. No, but, but it, it'd be all right. That'll be cutting it back probably, you know, about... 80%. Is that okay if I do that in... That is a fair bit. It is a fair bit. I think you should leave a couple of main leaders going um, yeah. because, you know, you might uh, uh, tell the uh, passion fruit you don't want it anymore and it might just curl up its, <laughs> its heels uh-huh. and die. I think, yeah, I'd leave some length on those cuts that you're going to make. Why are you cutting back so hard, Brian? Um, because... Uh, I don't have the room for it to grow further. Like it's, it's just got too big, and I've, I've got a train running along a fence in two directions, two two main leaders in both directions. But it just grows so fast. And last year, because of all the rain, we I didn't get passion fruits, and I just need to keep it like it's huge, Judy. I've got to, <laughs> I've just got to try and keep it cut back and I, and I just want to be able to get the most flowers on it that I can. It sounds like Brian and the Beanstalk to me. Oh, it is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> now, could I just ask you, how long have you had that passion fruit in? Oh, look, I think it's only three years old. Um, if that, the, the main trunk now is, is really thick. And I, I've told you this in the past, I... I grow comfrey and I feed it comfrey tea, and uh, and I've got the comfrey growing in the ground around around it, and I think that's what's just like it, it has a massive leaf growth. Yes, look, um, whatever you do, I think you need to wait now till the warmer weather starts to come. But you know they have a short lifespan, don't you? I'm hoping you'll get a couple more years out of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't always, not with passion fruit, uh, but with the grafts, yes, you probably will. But you probably need to give it something to stimulate the fruiting, like um, sulphate of potash. Yeah. I'd do that. Yeah, okay. And and look, I know you've got other people waiting, so I just want to tell you one thing. A few weeks back, yeah, you had a... a someone asking you they had a, a tree in the ground that it just died because of all the rain and um i was going to ring you at the time i think i did but it was too late look i in that those cases i put a heap of epsom salt i, I water with epsom salt in the water and that that seems to be really good for like a, affecting the chlorosis it, it, it helps the um you know, the the effect of when things are overwatered in the ground and just using Epsom salts helps. Right, right. Oh, well, that's interesting, Brian. I would always use a little bit of dolomite, but, um, you know, Epsom salts is quite a popular thing to use, isn't it? But I'm sorry, I can't really remember now that person's question back then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you did You did tell them dolomite and I wanted to call you at the time, actually, and say Epsom salts. Really oh, good. right. OK. Well, thank you very much, Brian, for that hint. And uh, I'm sure if that person's still listening today, they might race down to the shop and, oh, no, chemist. 
chemist and get some Epsom salts. Ah, uh, Woolies. 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 <laughs> well, now we're talking brands. <laughs> okay. Thank, Thank you. you You're welcome, darling. Not a problem. It's Gardening Talkback on 2NURFM. Judy Sharp, we are almost out of time for another week, but before you do go, I've got a quick question about basil for you. Yep, far away. Do you know you can buy them in the supermarkets? Yes. It always dies within like a week. What well, am- it would at this time of year because it's sweet basil, isn't it? Yep. You're using it for Italian cooking and all that. They don't like the cold. Well, They okay. go black. We're all right. Yeah, you can't plant sweet basil out at this time of year. Well, now, now I know. Now, good Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.